This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey, Matty Ice. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. You know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a supreme. All right, let's go down in the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. This is Axel the Axeman, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app. You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to The Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys in the Hot Tag Podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land, of course. That's right. That's right. So, how was your week there, Axeman? Uh, not too bad. Um, not too eventful. Um, got a, a lit, I mean, uh, I did, um, watch some, some wrestling. Um, not as much as I should be watching, but, um. Yeah, I don't know. I um I tried to sit down and watch um AEW the other day and I got about five minutes in and I turned it off. Um it had nothing to do really what was going on. I just wasn't feeling uh wrestling. Um, but then a couple nights ago, like maybe Wednesday Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember, I turned on some uh, old school um uh, SmackDown. And was, uh, I watched the episode of that. And so I've basically been watching some old school Raw and SmackDown from 2000. So, um, just working my way through that slowly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've been seeing what's going on, uh, with things current. So, yeah, I don't know. The the current product isn't really uh, speaking to me right now. I don't know. Yeah, you know, the current product, I think, even WWE right now, I think it's hit and miss um, uh, for some things, I think. Um, like, I, I uh, watched SmackDown last night, actually. Um, I had kind of a late night last night. And... Uh, kind of breezed through SmackDown. I kind of fast-forwarded through a lot of stuff and just kind of seeing what, what was going on. I mean, you have two hours of wrestling, but yet there's, like, a 40-minute tag match. I think the Usos versus uh, um, Sheamus and um, I think it was Butch. That match went on for, like, 40 minutes. Dang. Um, so yeah, it was, I'm going to say, 
having a match on TV that long is a little ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, I get you there. But at least it was 40 minutes of wrestling and not 40 minutes of people just talking about nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So the wrestling part's okay, but I don't know. It's it's still a little frustrating, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But uh, how is SmackDown other than that? Um, well, <coughs> this whole LA night deal with, um, uh, Bray Wyatt. Yep. I don't know what to think about it. Oh, really? That bad? Like, it's not, <coughs> it's not really bad. But, um, it's, uh, I'm going to say it's like really, really, um, repetitious. Okay. Um, for what's going on. Um, I mean, they're, they're trying to build it up and try to, uh, get to a point to where um, they can have a match at probably a big pay-per-view or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like doing the same thing. Like, he's getting beat up backstage, and he's being... He sees, like, Bray Wyatt's figures and whatnot um, in the background. Um, that sort of thing. So... He's been doing that, and then he, he called Bray Wyatt out yesterday about it, and then he went to the back, and then he went to a locker room, and he got into the locker room and saw a Bray Wyatt t-shirt, like a, a buzzard t-shirt or whatever, and then the lights went out, he took out his phone, started flashing the light around, and there was like Bray Wyatt in a mask, or one of his... the the creepy guy in the mask or whatever. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I don't know if I really enjoy that. Um, just because it's, (laughs) it's going about that way. Yeah. I I don't know if you're understanding me. No, like, totally get what you're saying it's kind of yeah it's they need to like kind of move the the story along instead of just keep doing backstage segments the whole time yeah yeah so it just needs to be moving along like that I think anyways that's just my opinion I mean I guess it's fine they're gonna get there I know they're gonna get there I know they're going to do something good, but I don't know. It's just a little, a little off, I think. I don't know. It's almost like a McMahon kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're, yeah. 
Well, um, <laughs> if you want to stick on the WWE um, news, uh, I guess Vincent and um, a couple of like his cronies and Casey Navarro were spotted at an NXT event, I guess. So they're saying that th- those guys are going to be the next people signed to WWE contracts. Okay. If you remember who Vincent is. I think so. He was um, in ROH. um, He was in the kingdom with uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. He was the guy with the dreads and all the tattoos and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And then he ended up breaking away from them and having his own little group or whatever. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, so um I mean that's 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 the rumor. There's no um word that I have seen that he has signed or not signed or whatever, but um I do know the WWE's looking at him and they're looking at um some other people too, I guess some other um wrestlers had some tryouts and stuff. So, um um it, her, her name's escaping me. Um, the girl that wears the bows and she always smiles and she wears the the shirt. Kylie Ray. Yep. Yeah. There. I guess she had a tryout too. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, she left. Was she in Impact first or AEW? I think she was in AEW. Yeah. So yeah, she was on. And then went to Impact. Yeah. And I guess there's a lot of. Um, flack about her having a WWE tryout because apparently um, she's mentally unstable. Well, I wouldn't say mentally unstable, but I guess apparently she always just gets out of her contracts for um, mental health reasons. Yeah, mental health reasons or whatever. So yeah, um, that's why I say I'm mentally unstable. Yeah, that might be a little crude. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <clears throat> But, yeah, I don't know. Um, what's your thoughts about that, Any? I don't know. Um, it's kind of a, a short-lived uh, proven track record that, I mean, she stays in the company for a little bit and then moves on. So I would expect uh, her to probably almost do the same. Yeah, I mean she's a, a a pretty decent wrestler though. I mean she does she does some good work, but um, yeah, if you got a bad track record, I don't know if it's worth even uh, touching. So uh, yeah, I mean if you don't want the big um, like promotion or whatever. Right and be tied into their schedule because I mean Impact. I'm sure Impact probably records like three or four shows at a time, right? I would, yeah. the The, the way that I kind of gathered is that I mean, obviously they they didn't used to, but I think nowadays, yeah, they record at least two, if not three, shows um, every time they get together. I could be wrong though, but yeah. So. You got to wrestle like twice in one day, maybe. 
Um, for impact, <laughs> um, so I mean, you you might not like the schedule there, right? And then like with AW, you're not getting any. Oh, excuse me, I'm yawning like crazy right now. Um, you're not getting any TV time because it's filled up with Sammy Guevara and MJF. Um, and all the other WWE unis that were floating around there. Um, but, um, so you're not getting any TV time. So, so you want to wrestle, you want to work. You just don't want to sit at home and do nothing or sit backstage and do nothing. So, I mean, she might be going to WWE just to get that name. So maybe get a little more, um, quality training out of it. And then say, oh, well, I got to leave. I got one on my contract and then just run on the indies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you're like, oh, well, I've been in AW, Impact, and WWE. Yeah. Book me for this much. I mean, you could be on to something. Um, but it, it, maybe I'm just misunderstanding, but it, I thought she was fairly popular. I thought she was in WWE. I don't know. I thought she was in there. Maybe she did that May Young classic or something. Oh, you know what? Maybe that was it. Because <clears throat> I do the same thing, too, when I think, I'm like, well, this guy was in WWE, but then it just turns out he did, like, the cruiserweight thing or the May Young deal or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think they should do something like that again. They should do some stuff like that. <clears throat> Sasha Banks uh, is reported to be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Really? Yep. I didn't think Wrestle Kingdom was until January. Yep. Oh, are you no. she she's gonna wrestle there? She's being reported that she's gonna be there, yep. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, maybe WWE is behind the scenes working out some kind of working deal with New Japan then. Maybe. Um I don't think unless she's not Sasha Banks anymore. I mean, she's going under the name of Mercedes. Hmm. I think Mercedes is a real name. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Very interesting. You know, I honest, even though I'm like not digging some some things that AEW is doing, but I mean, it's the same thing with other promotions too. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing um, a bunch of big promotions come together for, like, a big event. I mean, even if it's, a, you know, Wrestle Kingdom or whatever they decide to name it, um, and just have a humongous show uh, with, like, all of them in there. I mean, that would be pretty cool if you had all the promotions working together. 
Yeah, just for like once a year, like one time a year, they just all come together and they ha- have like a super show or something. Yeah, I don't even think they need storylines. Right? No, yeah, yeah, just like one-offs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even if they some wrestler, wrestlers just like do some some arguing or ban- some banter on like social media or whatever, that's enough. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. Um yeah, I guess we'll have to see if she she's at Wrestle Kingdom or not. I know um, there was some speculation that the, that was something she was really wanting to do. Um, so I, I I don't know if if that's like on her bucket list and that's something she's working out with uh, Papa H or um, before she comes back or what the deal is. Maybe. Um. Maybe I did see like a post or something like that of a guy that was like, "Oh yeah, they need to stop jerking us around with her. Is she bad? Is she coming back? Is she not coming back? Blah 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 blah." <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> that's a typical WWE thing. I mean, it's rem- not right for the fans. Remember when Shawn Michaels got hurt and then they had the rumor that he was coming back like the whole time until he actually did come back. Yeah. Oh, Shawn Michaels will be back next week. And then no Shawn Michaels, so. Um, so. Oh, did you see, um, speaking of Sasha Banks, um, Naomi and Jade Cargill were at a basketball game together? Saw that. Yeah, what, what do you think about that? Um, I don't really think too much of it. Yeah. Um. Wrestling is kind of like a brother sisterhood thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, in a whole. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't really. I'm not really. Um, seeing much of that stuff. I mean, I'm sure. Um. That. Um, Um, they might have just speculated, uh, like, uh, well, I, I don't know what I'm going to say here. Um, Jake Cargill actually had a tryout with WWE before she had an AEW contract. I get what you're, no, I get what you're, I get what you're. So, uh, I mean, if uh, the speculation of like, oh, is is Naomi going to be in AEW or whatnot, or is she running around with AEW people? I just think that uh, there's people from the WWE side, and you know, they might have just collaborated that way. And then plus that she did that trial with WWE, so <clears throat> Naomi could have been there when she had a tryout, and they hooked up and became friends or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, well, what do you think about um, this MJF Ricky Starks thing? Well, my honest opinion is... 
I I honestly think that Ricky Starks is better than MJF. All around? I think so. Okay. I think he's really good on the mic. Um, in fact, I think he might be better than MJF. I mean, he's got... I think he's got, like, the it factor more. Because, I mean, if you break down MJF and all his shenanigans, everything that Ricky Stark said was, oh, yeah, well, I'm better than you, you know, you know it, and just rattles off whatever, the, all the cheap heat. That's all MJF does. Right. It's not, I mean... Every promo that he cut, that he cut, even in MLW, I think, which I didn't really watch him too much in MLW, but um, it's just all that same deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, what do you what do you think? Well, you bring up a good point. I mean, Ricky Starks. We first saw him in, um, or at least I did. I saw him in um, in uh, NWA. Yep. Um, and I really gravitated towards him because the way NWA is set up is it's old school. You're cutting promos at the desk or whatever um, and having short little matches. Um, and, and he can really talk. I mean, he... He's got the charisma. He, like, draws you in with his voice and how he says things. Um, where MJF is kind of yelling in the mic. Um, and he does, like, little banter things coming down to the ring or, you know, um, away from wrestling, you know, flipping the little kids off and stuff like that. <laughs> the thing that, that I think hurts Ricky Starks right now in terms of um, – if you want to say, quote unquote, better than MJF, is that he hasn't had very much TV time in the last, like, year. Right. He was, like, super, he was used a crap load when he first got there, and he he, he was hot, but then he just kind of, like, disappeared, and I don't know if he left, on like, you know, he took some time off for himself, or if Tony Khan was like, I don't really need you right now, or what the deal was, but um, that's the only thing that I see, like, really holding him back. I mean, I I honestly think that um, Ricky Starks can be a good heel. He also seems to be, I mean, he's obviously the baby face right now, and he seems to be a pretty, so far, a pretty decent baby face. Um, but yeah, I just think that they're gonna, and I, I can't even like put my finger on really why people gravitated towards MJF more than Ricky Starks. I don't know if it's just the way Tony Khan books and he just books MJF more or what, but I hear, you know, things that I read, I hear that a lot of people really like older wrestlers gravitate towards MJF for some reason. Um, but then once again, is that just because he's in the spotlight a bunch? I don't know. Um, it's hard to say because Ricky Starks really wasn't on NWA all that long before he came over to AEW. Right. Um, and he wasn't, he, he was never really heavily used in AEW, um, his whole time there. So 
I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, well, you know, I think I think a lot of people and a lot of re- like old school wrestlers like gravitate towards MGF because he stays in character all the time. Um, and he gets he gets the cheap heat. I mean, he he does his heel thing. I mean, he he works his character to the max. <laughs> and I think some of the older wrestlers appreciate that because you don't You're see nah. you don't see that my uh, Apple Watch is talking to me sorry about that <laughs> um, I don't know why it talks to me but it just randomly talks to me sometimes um, but uh, yeah I just think that they appreciate um, his gimmick more because you don't get to see that. I mean that. That's why. That's why I think everybody loves MJF. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I, I'm. I'm. He he can talk. He can he can get some stuff out. <laughs> but I'm not sure. If you go back and look at his promos against, like, Jericho, Jericho's right with him. You know, I think if you get him in a situation, I mean, what can he use to capitalize? I mean, he had um, stuff with CM Punk. I mean, what do you feel about him and CM Punk when they were bantering? Who won that battle? Right. And I know a lot of people, especially people here in this, would say, oh, well, those guys have been in the business so much longer than him. But, like, I don't know if I would necessarily say that CM Punk's, like, even top 50 guys on the mic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. But but like, who who beat out who in that promo battle? I mean, I definitely think CM Punk held his own. I, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's hard for me to say because that was a a little bit ago, and I can't remember exactly what was said and stuff like that. But okay, I'm definitely I can definitely tell you that MJF didn't blow CM Punk out of the water, right? So yeah, I mean. I mean, did you watch the Ricky Starks promo, uh, the Ricky Starks MJF thing? Um, I saw some of it. I thought that I had saved the the video itself so mm-hmm. to watch it later, but for some reason, I only saw like a clip of it, and I was looking for it this morning, and I couldn't find it. Um, you could have went on YouTube and watched it. I just went on YouTube. I was looking for it on Twitter and Facebook, and I was, yeah, I was being lazy. Oh. Um, gotta go right to the source. Just go to YouTube. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you could have heard them both, and um, uh, well, Ricky Starks came out and MJF was talking to him and whatnot and calling him Pebble for like the Rock kind of thing. Okay. And then Ricky Starks just gets on and is just like, he called him Maxi Pad. Yeah. 
and the crowd just erupted and started chanting out Maxi Pad. So, um, but then he went on a spiel and was like, you come out, you get your cheap heat, you do this and you do that. I'm better than you and you know it. End of your story. Damn. Damn. Well, I did read an article in my search for this uh, video that I guess Ricky Starks said that he had an idea what he wanted to say for the promo. And he kind of rehearsed it a little bit. And then he said he went out there and just felt he just felt something and just went with it on a whim. So everything he said was just like off the top of his head instead of what he just thought he wanted to say. And making stuff up as he went along. Okay. So I guess he completely changed directions on what was originally going to be said. I don't know. I thought it worked. Well, yeah, I mean, you... I, I, I thought it worked out well, and I thought he beat out MJF in that promo race. Well, isn't that usually how wrestling works, though? Like, somebody has, like, this big aha moment that really catapults their career? Yeah, that's true. You know, think about, like, Stone Cold. He was, like, a, essentially just a mid-carder until he cut that promo at the King of the Ring deal. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe this will catapult, um, in, or excuse me, Ricky Starks. But I mean, that is funny that MJF called him Pebble, though, because he does kind of look like The Rock a bit. Right. We talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I for some reason, and I. Why I still have high hopes for AEW that things are going to turn around. Um, uh, I'm not really interested in it all anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm really not. Uh, and you know what? I'm not really looking forward to ROH either. No. I enjoy. I used to really enjoy watching ROH, and you know what? I the way that Tony Khan runs ROH right now, and I I I, I don't really feel like watching it. Yeah, I really don't. I mean. The only thing that would gravitate me towards ROH would be for one thing, and that would be, like, for the Briscoes. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> that would be it. Everything else would just be like, meh, whatever. So, or Silas Young. 
Well. Which I think Silas Young has got a bad name now. I think he tarnished his name. It's unfortunate to say. Yeah, you think so? But I think he weaseled his way out of uh, people's promotions by not showing up and not doing this and not doing that. So. Well, speaking of ROH, uh, do you want to hear the final battle? Some of the car stuff on the card? Um, I know some of it. So I guess today, because as we record on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, the final battle is tonight, or this afternoon, I guess, rather. So they have the Zero Hour, which is their pre-card uh, little set before the pay-per-view, which is at 2 o'clock today. So I guess it's uh, The Kingdom, Mike Bennett, and uh, Matt Taven against Top Flight. Hey, hey I got to cut this off for a minute. All right. So, yeah, as we record this on uh, Saturday, um, ROH has their final battle tonight. Um, and the Zero Hour, which is their pre-match card, starts at 2 o'clock, um, which I find was interesting. But um, they got the Kingdom against Top Flight, um, Willow Nightingale against Trisha Dora, um, 2.0 against uh, Shinobi Shadow Squad. And then uh, uh, Mas- Mascara Dorada against Jeff Cobb. Hmm. Um, I haven't heard that name in a while. Jeff Cobb? Yeah. Yeah. He's. I think he's been over in Japan, but I haven't really seen anything about him doing anything in Japan either. Hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I guess um, then the pay-per-view will follow after at 3. So I guess these four matches are only going to take an hour, which seems kind of fast, but whatever. Um, But I guess Chris Jericho against Claudio is the main event Mm -hmm. for the ROH title. And then um, Dalton Castle and the boys are going to wrestle Brian Cage and the Gorillas of Destiny for the six-man six-man uh, tag titles are going to be on the line. Well, that should be a no-brainer. Those guys should take the ROH belts, I would think. Who? The Gorillas of Destiny. You think uh, they're going to take it from the boys and Dalton Castle? I mean, one would think. I mean, the boys weigh 200 pounds together yeah is exaggerating on that but no yeah i know what you mean. um I, I mean i would think i mean the, that's a better it would be a better in-ring deal yeah but the only thing is is that um i'll say dolphin castle is like in a roh original when it comes to um, ROH. 
Yeah, compared to a lot of other people, yeah. Yeah, compared to the Gorillas of Destiny. So. But, I mean, that would make sense more to have those guys win than um, uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. Right. Just make more sense to me. Right. No, I would agree. Um, yeah, I I mean, I, I'd like to see Dalton Castle win, but, you know, just knowing how, how, how things usually go when Tony Khan books things, um, I already feel like I know the outcome, so I don't even need to watch the pay-per-view. Right. But my thing is, is, um, oh, we're going to get the announcement of this ROH TV deal situation going forward at Final Battle. Oh, you know what's going to happen? He's going to be like, I got great news. I'm in workings of a TV deal for ROH. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to him in, like, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they need to do something because, to be honest with you, um, the the AEW roster with these ROH guys or whatever is too big. And I know earlier you this week you sent me, I guess, the ROH website has the roster, and it's basically just champions in the Briscoes. Right. Um, the only ROH people are the Briscoes. Well, and then Dalton Castle and the boys. Oh, and Dalton Castle and the boys. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, everybody else is AEW. Right. Yeah. Um, Which makes perfect sense to me. Right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense at all. You're an ROH product, product and all your champions are AEW guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And 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 you know you you know and I know that even if Chris Jericho's still ROH champ, he's gonna be on AEW TV every week. Right. So I don't know. I this is I know it was either last week or the week before we said that um, Rampage needs to be a two-hour show and they need to split split the uh, the roster. Mm-hmm. Well, I think ROH needs to have another hour to two-hour show and just have ROH guys, no AEW guys, ever. And, um, yeah, that's how it... Excuse me. That's how it needs to be, because that's why AEW is 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 failing. Because you have too many people, and you can't build characters if you only put them on there once every two months. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hopefully. This pay-per-view is the beginning of things changing for both ROH and AEW. But we'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath or I'd be passed out. Right. So. Yeah, I'm not sure on the whole AEW thing. In ROH, 
being unified either because um like you said you can't you can't build anybody up but yet if you have a joint roster like that then all you're doing is just promoting all your AEW guys because i mean you're not doing ring of honor like it should be right where you got the best of the indies and I mean, we had that conversation before on the podcast. I strongly against Tony Khan having that. Right. My, off, my offer still stands, Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. A dollar for ROH, or whatever I said, twenty dollars. We'll say twenty dollars. I got twenty dollars on me right now. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. I just. <sighs> I, I feel like he set out to to make the wrestling industry better and for some reason I feel like it's almost worse. Yeah, you know <laughs> I I I really think that it was great right at the beginning and then um it made sense at the time of Cody not being able to challenge for the world title. Because I think that added a a better aspect that he's not going to be like the headliner of like being the world champion and it's his promotion or like it's his promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like that. And then... Uh, well, I mean, the Young Bucks, they didn't hold the, the tag titles for a little while anyways, which was nice. But then all of a sudden, they're getting the tag titles. Cody's going in and out with the TNT title. I mean, just the flopping back and forth of the TNT title. I mean, that was driving me nuts. Right. Or us nuts. Yeah, I, th- um, I think pretty much after that, sorry to cut you off. But, no, you're okay. Um, after the first year, it really started to falter. Um, you know, because that was right around the time that COVID hit. And it, I felt like AEW did a pretty decent job during COVID for having uh, limited guys and no crowd and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, but that was right around the time WWE started releasing a bunch of guys. And honestly, you know, that was kind of spelling the beginning of the end because – um, that was almost like it almost seems like it was a by it was like a Trojan horse deal by WWE. If we're gonna release all these guys, they're gonna pick them all up, and then they're gonna think they're 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 building their brand up. But in reality, they're just making their roster too big. Right. I mean, some people are okay with the big roster, but well, here's the thing too: is that like if you're if you're tied up with a big roster and you're not wrestling every week, your body can't develop and you're you're going to get beat up and you're not going to last. Right. So, I mean, it's a good thing to wrestle more often than once a week. I mean, not once a week, but like once every two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and, and, and 
like I, I said this earlier, and you and I both said it on the podcast a hundred times. You can't expect fans to get uh, invested in a program with characters that only happen once a month, once a month or whatever. Um, because it, you know, it just it just it, it it's ridiculous. It it just doesn't make any sense. You know, I see Sammy Guevara on there every week. I'm sick of the guy. He makes me want to throw up. But then again, you have something going where the fans respond to it, like the House of Black, and nothing. And the same thing with uh, American Top Team. I mean, you had them guys go out there, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page go out there, and then Paige Van Zandt, and then now all of a sudden, nothing. Scorpio Sky is non-existent. Paige Van Zandt is non-existent. American Top Team's not even a thing anymore. Right. I mean, yeah, he shut that down. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like Tony Khan gets an idea. Uh, No, um, what's his name? Shut that down. Um, Your bestest friend. Oh, really? Yeah. What's going on there? No, no, that that uh, whatever the Dan Dan whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Oh, why did he shut it down? Uh, he, I, I don't think he liked where it was going. So, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Um, there was an article on it. I can't really remember, but yeah, he was the one that kind of like shut everything down. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, is it just me or, or or what? But I feel like when it comes to stuff like that, you need to have like a like a closure. You can't just never speak of it again, right? I mean, um, I don't know the way the wrestling business is. I mean. Nowadays, I mean, you stop doing it, pretend. Yeah, yeah, you stop doing it, pretend it never happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not probably the right way, but we're in a different era with wrestling. Um, and some of it was good, some of it was bad. Um, I don't know. It's everything's changed. Everything really changed. Um, I forgot I was listening to a pod. Or I was listening to a podcast of Jericho's. I think. <laughs> and it was Jericho and somebody. Um, jeez, my mind's drawing a blank. Yeah. That's um, but he was talking, Jericho and whoever he had on, they were talking about the past and how, like, things were called back in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everything's done backstage. They set up their matches backstage with all their stupid high spots and super kicks 
and everything like that. And it's, it's, it's lame. It's lame. Um, I mean, that's, I guess that's indie wrestling for you, right? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I get what you're saying. I do, but I think that there's, I mean, Kevin Owens, eh, they ne- he didn't do a lot of high spots. Still doesn't. Right. You know, Nigel McC- No, Ke- Kevin Owens is a storyteller. He'll he'll tell a story in the ring. Right. That's what I'm. I'm thinking of like you know. Yeah. Him and Nigel McGinnis and Daniel Bryan and you know guys like that. But I guess they're kind of old school indie guys. So. You know. Um. Yeah. But that's the thing though. Was like. That's just how oh. everything is now. You see somebody do a high spot, and then it's like, well, I can make that better. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sorry. He was talking to Dustin Rhodes. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, him and Dustin were talking about, like, calling stuff in the ring. We'll figure it out in the ring. Yeah. I mean, you kind of got to play in the crowd. Right. You, you, have to, you have to play the crowd. And, I mean... Nowadays, the crowd is just in it for the high spots. They're not really in for a headlock takeover into an arm bar or something like that, you know? Yeah. Or head scissors or into head scissors or whatever. I don't know. It's it's lame. I, I did see a post and... Um, I don't know if I, I would be able to find it and send it to you, but I'm going to run it down. They said tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. They said the first off was like professional wrestling, right? Oh, yeah. And they did their tag team move. They like took the guys, uh, whipped them in the ropes together, you know, and did like a, a clothesline. Okay. Yep. And then next they had indie wrestling. And indie tag team wrestling. And then they're like, both guys got in the ring and they were doing every move that they could get in. And the ref wasn't like stopping it because I mean, in professional wrestling, you got five seconds to like, to, to, uh, for your tag partner to get out of the ring. You only have five seconds of like move time. Right. Right. Before the ref starts like, kicking you out, but, like, indie wrestling is like, oh, well, do whatever you want for 10 minutes. Right. Right. So, I thought I thought that was, like, a great comparison of everything. No, yeah, it is. And I remember growing up as a kid seeing tag team wrestling and hearing the um, commentators saying something along the lines like, Come on, ref, he only has five seconds. Get him out of there. Or if the, if it, it was just a total breakdown, it was like, the ref really needs to needs to get a hold of this match. You know, they, they would make a comment about how long they were in there. Right. Now they're like, oh, man, look at that Hurricane Rana. Yeah, he's been on. And, and a lot of the times when it, when it does do a breakdown like that, they forget who was actually the legal man. Right. You know, and and I think 
mommy come back. It, it's hard because there's no real body. Because say these are the set rules, everyone has to follow it. Wrestling's obviously, you know, its own deal or whatever, and you make up rules as you go. But you know, whatever happened to the to the he grabbed the rope. It's a freaking rope break. Start counting to five, right. and if I get to five, you're disqualified. He, you know what I mean, like. Or holding the tag rope, or yeah, I don't think anybody holds the tag rope anymore. Does anybody get counted out if they're outside of the ring longer than ten seconds? No, I mean we got to have some order here, people. Right. So, uh, well, AEW is the Wild West. Yeah, I mean they used to do the the rope break. They used to do a lot of stuff. They used to do a lot of stuff. Now it's just WCW. Yeah. Now it's just WCW. So, William Regal. Written off TV. Done. Yes. Done with AEW. Going back to WWE. Probably. I mean, it hasn't. It's not official, but I'm. I'm pretty sure he is. Yep. I mean, he obviously didn't resign. He didn't want to come back. His contract's up in December. Yeah, that doesn't really seem like he had two years there. He must have been like a year backstage. I didn't think he was there for two years. I don't think so either. Unless he just weaseled his way out of his contract. Because he wasn't off WWE very long before he came to AEW, and he hasn't been gone from WWE for two years. Right. Unless, I don't know, I mean, if 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 he was there for two years, I mean, so be it, fine, whatever. I'm not going to make a big stink about it, because in reality it doesn't really matter, but... Um, yeah, I don't think he he was there for two years because uh, I mean we've been podcasting for two years, right? And he hasn't been there on that we were podcasting, right? Because the only thing that's been consistent since you and I have been podcasting is Roman Reigns has been champion. That's it. Yeah, that'll never change. Yeah, twenty years down the line, Roman Reigns is still champion. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I know even if, even if he was, I mean, I was going to say COVID must really have changed how I look at time because things seem to go by pretty quick after COVID. Right. And during COVID things didn't go by. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think, um. Regal's doing the right thing by getting out of AEW, cutting ties with AEW. Um, because I think even Regal said that some of the younger talent doesn't even want to listen to um, what um, the older generations have to say. Right. Some of them. Right. Not all of them. And, I mean, we, we've heard stories that Regal and uh, Daniel or Brian, um, 
uh, would go out to the ring and put on like clinics for people before the show. They'd be like the first ones out there, and then they would have like a crowd of people just um, soaking up all the knowledge that those guys had. As you should. Right. You know, as you should. I mean, that is the one thing that I really do like about um, wrestling is that it seems like the old guys always are are willing to help the younger guys and pass on their knowledge. Um, but like you said, um, a lot of people, I mean, I've, I, I mean, I've noticed it outside of wrestling, you know, a lot of kids that are, um, you know, just a little bit younger than I am come in thinking that they're hot shit and that everything should just be given to them. And, you know, it's like that across the board, you know? You know, this kid's 18 years old and thinks, well, what the heck? Why can't I come in and run all this equipment and do this and do that? And why are they not paying me 35 bucks an hour? And, you know, I'm worth that. I'm going somewhere else. And, you know, the grass ain't always greener and you got to you got to pay your dues, you know. Right. That's just how it is. That's how it is everywhere you go. And you know, a lot of people don't a lot of the younger kids don't see it that way. So. I just think it's a, a generational thing, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. Could be. Oh, I don't know where a lot of um, these kids get off where they think that they're entitled to all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that goes back to, like, the Ricky Starks promo, too. When he was talking about MJF of, like... um. Um, like want more money for his contract or whatever, you know, and crying high heaven, and he's there doing his thing. Right. Um. I mean, whether whether it was story or or if it's if it's legit, I mean, that's valid points that like. Some people just need to sit back and be like, okay, well, yeah, you know, um, you don't need, you don't need, uh, um, all that money just starting out in the business. I mean, what, what, what does MJ have, MJF have for a portfolio? He's got really nothing. I mean, he's got MLW. The fastest rising star in wrestling history. Youngest champion ever. Um, and we talk about him going to WWF, or WWE, I'm sorry. Shouldn't say WWF, that's bad. Yeah. Um, um, you're, if you pair him up against The Miz, I mean, what what is he going to do? The Miz would eat him alive. Right. He would eat him alive in a promo one-on-one. MJF would be like tail between the legs and never heard of again. 
that that's that's my honest opinion because I think the Miz is probably the one of the best quick-witted thinkers on the mic, maybe ever. Right. I mean, he's definitely up there on the mic for sure. And, I mean, think about where The Miz started, though. Right. And how good he's become. I mean, he's really good in the ring. He's really good on the mic. I mean, he just kind of, like, fits the mold, and he's worked so hard to get where he's at. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody else, but, I mean, I remember if just me thinking about The Miz when he first come in, like, you know, it, 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 he's drastically different. And, you know. Oh, yeah. He is way different. You know, he's he's definitely he's definitely up there. And and honestly, when. And, and he's got a hot wife. Yeah. Yeah. She's Canadian. Yeah. What do you expect? Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't even think MJF's the fastest rising star ever. I mean, think about Randy Orton. Yeah. Randy Orton was world heavyweight champion in WWE when he was like 24. <laughs> think about Braun, Braun Breaker. Yeah, and, you know, Braun Breaker's younger than MJF. I mean, Brock Lesnar was WWE champ, and he was like a little bit younger than MJF. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from MJF, but um, I don't know. I just, I even don't think, I, not that MJF's bad in the ring, but I just think other people are better in the ring than him, too. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not talking about guys that have been in the industry for 25, 30 years. I'm talking, you know, people that haven't been, who you know, been in the ring, you know, you know, young guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think like the whole, the whole MJF gimmick is the heel gimmick, right? And the cheap heat. So they keep running off of that as far as his in ring style. So like they have him cheat to win. Or whatever the case is with that diamond ring, and some of it makes sense and some of it's not. I mean, it's the same old song and dance, right? Like as the song goes. <laughs> um. So I think it. I think they need to change up his his. His spiel to make him more relevant, or else I I don't I don't know. He he always well, he's a fifth rate Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but like even like we talked about we talked about it all the time, Ric Flair when he would cut his promos, he might say the same thing, but he had different versions of it. Right. 
he wasn't singing the same old song and dance. But he would break it down. I mean, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I mean, and I'm the man. And I got 25 women waiting in the back of the limousine waiting for me. I got 100 women waiting in my hotel room. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of the same thing, but. I mean, I get it. Every wrestler yeah. has their catchphrase. Right. You know, but you got to have something else to say besides I'm better than you and you know it. Right. You know it. And it's just like. And the town of Pennsylvania sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah. We will. That we will. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. Wrestle of the week, Ricky Starks. <laughs> Calling on MJF. Yeah, he took uh took the words right out of my mouth. Uh I'm hoping that that that, that I'm gonna go with Ricky Starks as well. I, I'm hoping that they uh whether he wins or loses with taking this title from MJF, I hope that this uh promo and these this um program with MJF sends him to the moon so yeah i mean we know that he's not going to he's not going to win but um i mean depending on how how things go with Ricky Starks i mean he could be like the guy to hold the belt that's taken away from MJF. That's not an ex WWE guy. Right. And I, I I would support that 100%. So like you have him run with Daniel Bryant, MJF run with Daniel Bryant or Brian Danielson or whatever his name is. Um, and, um, you could go right back to Ricky Starks after like a couple of months or whatever the case is next, next major pay-per-view four months from now. And you could have him take the title off MJF. For sure. If they do it right. And then MJF. He's not even a has-been. He was and never was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I guess we're just going to have to see how they go about things, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, you should probably talk to your dad and see if he uh, watched that promo. Because does he still watch AEW or not really? Um, I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. Um Oh, so you're just like me. You don't talk to your, your dad either. <laughs> no, I, um, he, the last time I talked to him, I think he called me around Thanksgiving. Um, and, um, 
so I haven't really talked to him since then. But, yeah, I mean, last I knew, he watched a little bit of AEW, but he was kind of telling me that he was getting a little... Little little bored with it? I mean, yeah, he was just getting a little burnt out, and he catches WWE here and there a little bit, but he, he gets... Um, I don't think he watches SmackDown at all. He might now that it's on Fox a little bit. Um, but he he says he gets tired of Raw because like, the first hour of Raw is just like all talking. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, last time I talked to him, he was getting a little burnout on it. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to text him today and uh, see what he thinks. So. Yeah, you should probably look it up on YouTube and maybe send him the YouTube link. Yeah. If, Does he go on YouTube? Yeah, if he knows, I, hopefully he'll know how to use the link. So You just tell him to click on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an iPhone, right? Yeah. Yep, he just can click on the link. Bring it right up. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, yeah, I'll... I'll see if I can find it. He's dropping corns on my Um. Yeah, send him the link and see what he thinks about the Ricky Starks thing. And uh, see who's the, the better man. All right. <clears throat> um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what he has to say because being our pro insider that uh, puts Mouser to shame. Right. Is uh, it, it'll it'll be good for business. One hundred percent. So. <clears throat> well. So, all right. Well, that's another episode in the books. So. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll have to test up that background noise for our uh, listeners too. Yeah, yeah, hopefully I can touch it up. Yeah. I'm going to fire our sound guy. Right. So. Tell you what, I got to build a booth or something. Yeah. <laughs> My old podcast booth at the house. So that way when we have to record not together, we can record in a different limelight. Or I just take my podcast out to the studio garage. Freeze your butt off. Freeze my butt off. I, I should probably buy a heater. Yeah. I can't do it. Well, buy, buy, buy one of those Mr. Buddy heaters that uh, I can sit on top of and podcast. Maybe our sponsors can hook us up with some money they owe us and we can uh, buy some more equipment. Yeah, maybe. Well, with that, I think we're out of here. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, hopefully we'll catch everybody next week. Yeah. Till then. We out. Later. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. Beer City Boys 1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 
at gmail.com. Hot, Hot tag, tag out. out.